0: Let's just close our eyes and let's uh, look to the Lord. Father, we thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord. The freedom, Father. And sometimes we don't even recognize that this is not available in some parts of the world. That we can't even assemble like this. Clap our hands, make a joyful noise. And Father, we just celebrate the freedom we have, Lord. To study your word, to come into your presence and worship. Our hearts are receptive, Lord. So, Father, we pray, would you speak to us? May your word come alive, Father. May your word, Lord, bring healing, deliverance to us, Father. We thank you, Lord. We give ourselves to you, Lord. Do what has to be done among us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. I want to talk about something that I was thinking, and it's been playing on my head. And... uh, You know, it comes from Ephesians chapter three and verse twenty. So let's read that, and I want to talk about the the, that God is able, or the ability of God. The title is "God is able." Now I know we we sang songs talking about declaring that we serve an able God, right? We've uh, you know we know that we talk about it, and you know, in fact, when we you know when you talk about the ability of God. Spontaneously we know that we, we declare and we confess this yes, God is able So let's look at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 And let's read this scripture in the context that Paul writes And let's talk about it, okay It says, now You know, when you see the word now It talks about the present continuous Amen it, You know, it, not only in the past Because sometimes what happens for us to trust in the God of the past is much easier because it's history. To trust in the God of the future, we don't have a problem. How many, how many of you believe that Jesus is coming back for the second time? All right? And all those who don't believe, attend Foundations class. All right? Now, listen to this. You know, we, we, we have no problem talking, you know, believing that he's coming back again. We don't have a problem just looking back, you know, the crazy miracles that he performed to bring his favorite children out of, Egypt, and you know, splitting of the Red Sea, all kinds of crazy things God did. We have no problem in that. But the greatest challenge is to trust God now, today, right now, at this point of time. It's almost like this. You know, I think a couple of weeks back, I, I I brought this story up when a father brings his son who is demented, controlled by a demonic power. Brings his son to the disciples for deliverance, and they do nothing. Now they bring him to Jesus, and Jesus asks him a question. He says, "Do you believe that I can do this?" But not that he, he Jesus forgot, right? He wanted to know what the man thinks. He says, "Do you believe that I can do it?" And the man says, "Lord, I believe that you can." but help me in my unbelief you remember that statement? Yes. so Jesus has this interesting conversation with this guy he says do you believe I can do it? and the guy says yes Lord I I know you can do it but help me in my unbelief, what is he saying? what he saying is that Lord I know you are the son of uh, God, you are the Messiah you know you are all powerful but right now in my own circumstance, with my own son, there's no hope. It's an honest confession and I, I appreciate, you know, that it's been allowed to be recorded into the scriptures so that we can learn something about it. That we can be in a place where you can be part of a church, you can be a believer for a long time and we have absolutely no problem believing in the past or the future but the challenge is now. Now, right now, today. Now, faith is the substance of the things hoped for. Now! Unto Him. Now, right now, today. All right, somebody walked in, probably. You just walked in. You're going through a great mess and you still made a choice to come. And I believe God is going to minister to you. Now, today, at this point of time. To Him. The capital H refers to God. Now, to Him. Who is what? Come on everybody, who is what? Do you believe that God is able today? He is able. Now, unto Him. Even today, right now, in your own circumstance, in your own world, in your own mess, in your own, you know, disbelief. He is still able, for what? To do exceedingly, beyond and above that you can think, imagine, pray. All right? He says, he's able. Now, listen to this very carefully. The ability of God is, um, is linked with, he says, he's able to do what? Exceedingly and beyond and above. Look at the next part of it. Above all, that we can what? Think or even ask. Now how many of you know that we can, our minds can go crazy in terms of imaginations? Anybody like that? I mean I, I have a lot of wild imaginations. On good things, alright? I'm not talking about it. Right? You know, you imagine some wild things. Sometimes you think, you know, if the power of your mind is like, it, it's like this wild horse, you need to control it, okay? And sometimes you start imagining, thinking, dreaming, and suddenly it's like a, a seed in your head. It says, come on, stop dreaming. Don't you think of where you come from? Are you not satisfied with where you are? Right? Are you listening? Okay. So, it says, let's say if all, if all the craziness of your imaginations now let's say if i if we were given permission for the next 30 seconds to imagine anything wild when i say wild not in a negative sense like crazy beyond it says all your imaginations put together god's ability is still beyond and above and surpasses all that craziness are you able to follow what i'm saying he's saying that if you imagined all right, something about yourself or see yourself. He says he's he's still able beyond what you have imagined to do and perform in your life. Amen. Amen. Now listen to this. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundant, abundantly, beyond above all that you ask or think. What is trying to remind the church at Ephesus is trying to help establish the fact. That God has not, not lost his ability to do supernatural things in your life. He's painting a picture like all the men and women of God had in the past. Let me quickly run through and then we're going to come back to this verse, okay? Let's go to a scripture from Genesis 18 and 14. The angel of the Lord having a conversation with Abraham. I'm imagining a Jewish culture very similar to You know, some of the Asian cultures, the women were behind the screens listening. And he talks to Abraham and he says, The Lord is going to bless you with your own biological kid. And Sarah goes... (coughs) Right? She laughs. How many of you know she actually laughed? Read your Bibles, okay? (laughs) She laughs. And then the angel of the Lord actually says this. Is anything... Too hard for the Lord. The height of sarcasm, because of that, God, through his angel, had to remind, Hey, stop it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah will have a son. What God did was, he had to remind Sarah that he is able and today I believe the Holy Spirit wants to remind us that God is able Amen. in your world. Amen. I don't know who I'm speaking with, but I maybe just came to church just to hear this one word. He is able in your world. Amen. Nothing you have done has diminished His potential to perform a miracle in your life even in the deepest and the darkest valley of your life, He is able. Amen. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 139, he says, you know, where can I flee from your presence, Lord? And you know, if I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost parts of the world, you are still there if I make my bed in hell. Let's say, for example, like Jonah who was trying to run from God, ended up, ended up in, the, in a fish's you know, belly, And makes his bed there, he says, but your righteous right hand is still capable of pulling me out from that place. What were these guys saying? These guys are saying, Lord, we know that you are able. Amen. Let's look at Job from Job 42. Job 42 and verse 2. All right, make a note of these statements. I know that you can do everything. Now, I'm not talking about a statement. I'm not talking about information. I'm not talking about head knowledge. Now, if you grew up in a, in a Christian home and went to a Sunday school, whether you liked it or not, they made you recite a few memory verses, right? You are meant to learn a few memory verses. And uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you can say that, right? It's information, which is great. We're, talk, we're not talking about information. We are not talking about That becomes an experience through revelation. Now in chapter 42, which is amazing. Let me give you a quick background of the scripture. Where Job now says, Lord I know that you, you can do everything. Right? But the same guy in the preceding chapters was questioning God and saying, cursed is the day when I was born. Are we looking at some split personalities here? We are looking at simple, ordinary people like you and I in the scriptures. Now here's what I I would like to make a point. In chapter one of Job, of Job, you see that God describes a little profile of this guy. The wealthiest man in the eastern world, so many camels? Uh, all that, alright? Seven sons, three daughters. And then, unbeknown to him, God enters a challenge with the, uh, with the devil. He loses everything on the first day, in one day. In one day, he loses everything. Now, chapter 42 is the last chapter of Job. He goes through a tough time. Right? Well, his faith was shaken up. Now, it's the same guy in chapter... Um, Uh, one, I think, and towards the end, is when his wife tells him, do you still trust God, curse him and die? He says, listen to this, naked have I come, and naked will I return. I brought nothing, and I will take nothing. The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, we can say, wow, what a a man of faith. You know what, for somebody to be in that place, and still praise God... Either he should be absolutely affected with the calamities or he should be absolutely um, settled in his trust in God. Now listen to this very carefully. I'm not talking about the extremes. I'm talking about an ordinary folks who go through on a progressive journey of from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Job had a certain character, reputation and faith. He knew God. He knew the ability of God. But he was shaken to a point where he was now cursing his life. Then the Lord does a few things and in for, chapter 42, you would see God's restoration. He restores everything double. Okay, you can put your finger in the first chapter and 42, second chapter. You would read everything is doubled. Alright? Now, look at this. It's great to read 1 and 42. But what happens in between is the most treacherous walk of life. What Job is, you know, when he comes to this point and he says, I know that you can do everything is not a statement. It's not information. The guy went through the grinding of life. And now he comes out victoriously. And he says that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. I mean, he's seen that. Right? Now he's settled in his heart. From chapter 1 to where he was to chapter 42, he has grown in his faith in God. All right? Now when you look at Abraham, said all right In chapter 11, God tells them, leave everything and follow me. Abraham packs his bags and walks into this oblivion. This uncertainty. I mean, they had faith. I'm not saying that they did not have faith. They had faith and they had the ability to trust God. But there are some times and some things in our lives where we even though we know we haven't experienced and we kind of undermine the ability of it. it's like this all right sometimes you know when you're praying for something really big while you're praying in your heart in your head there is another voice saying oh, do you really think that god will do that do you really think it's going to come to pass right while you're praying it's almost like unbelief is settling in has anybody got that experience Only one or two. I I, I go through that every day. You're praying and your mind is kind of now talking back to you. You know, yeah, you can believe God for healing of a headache. A backache is fine. But cancer, no, no, no. I think it's a little too much. God, I think, you don't know the latest technology, Lord. You know, some of these crazy things are coming. Maybe you're not updated with that. It's almost like that, right? But I want you to know. Uh, Go back to verse 12. Yes, I know that you can do everything. Comes from an experience, not information. Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 37, I think. Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32 and verse 17. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. And by your outstretched arm. He recognizes the Lordship of God. There is nothing too hard for you. Now, Jeremiah makes this amazing statement in 32nd chapter. Chapter 12, if you read, is questioning God. Why are the wicked so prosperous, O Lord? He's upset that God is seeing the unbelievers getting blessed. The reason why I picked up all this is because we are on this journey... And in the journey of life, there are times and moments and seasons and situations in our lives that challenge our ability to trust in the divine ability of God. And this morning, my assignment is to remind each one of us, including myself, that He is able. Amen? He is able beyond and above, super super exceedingly. Beyond what you can imagine, think, pray, or even trust, he's still able. He's still able. Let's look at another another person from the New Testament and then let's go back to our foundational scripture Luke 137. Luke 137, the angel of the Lord comes to Mary when she was engaged to Joseph. Luke 137, and she says, Is it coming? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Go to verse 37. For, because Mary says, how can this be possible? And the Lord reminds, says, for with God, nothing is impossible. Right? Now here in this, we have picked up two women, Sarah and Mary did not believe. Job and Jeremiah are now at a place where they're saying, I know that nothing is difficult for you. That your purposes will never fail. I know that you have made everything by your power. What is the difference? It is ordinary folks who've been on this journey, and now on this journey, he is reminding the church in Ephesus, Paul, that God is still able. Sometimes we don't feel Him. We don't see Him. We don't sense Him. We don't you know, see anything happening around us. But God is still able. Now let's go back to Ephesians 3.20. Now unto Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond your wildest imagination, thinking, prayers. Alright? Look at the next part. According to the power that is at work within us. The ability of God is linked with the power that is working within us. If you don't see God come through, sometimes it is because even though He is able, He can only perform through the partnership of the power that is in your life. What is this power that we are talking about? What is this power that we are looking at? It is called faith. Your ability to trust God, well, you know, like Sarah, Abraham trusted God in chapter eleven, and when he said, "Come out," they followed him blindly, right? But then came a time when he, God said, "You'll have a son." Sarah, who had faith to leave everything and walk into obscurity, now did not have the faith to believe in the ability of God. What's wrong? It is only. We have faith for some things because we've grown into that. But we don't have faith for some things because we haven't grown into that. And when we don't grow, when we are status quo, we now think that God is not able. But now church, Paul reminds the church at Ephesus, he says, he is still able to do beyond what you can think. The ability of God is not limited. Your ability to trust him is limiting him. Do you remember the scripture, I think it's in Matthew and Mark where it's recorded, where it says Jesus went to his own hometown and he was not honored. And the Bible writes some diabolic verses. And he could not perform many miracles. Jesus could not perform many miracles. Did you know that you and I have the power to actually stifle him of his ability? Through unbelief. So now what he says that our it says that this and exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can imagine, think, or even pray, the ability of God works in partnership in proportion to the power that is at work within us. What is this power? The ability to trust God. Faith is called the ability. Faith is powerful. Amen? Faith is powerful. Faith has power behind it. And that's why, you know, when you read Hebrews 11, it talks about all the heroes of faith. Through faith they did this, through faith they encountered, you know, through faith. Like one man with a jawbone of a donkey killed thousand people. He should have had the faith in the jawbone uh, of, a, of a donkey. Faith is powerful. The power that is within us is called faith. And uh, <clears throat> In Hebrews 11 and verse 3, it says, Hebrews 11, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now listen to this. You can have the word and not faith, and it, the word is, is, it becomes incapable. Not that the word is incapable, but we can make the word incapable. Did you know that all the promises in the Bible, there are thousands of promises, are vain, worthless, pointless, meaningless, not even the paper on which it's written unless you and i put our faith to this then it comes alive right, right. right? otherwise you can know that god is a healer and never experience healing because you have not activated the word through the power of faith right. you able to follow what i'm saying yeah. so paul was reminding the church you know that he's writing to the believers who are in the church who have come to a point in their walk with god they have experienced miracles of the past but today, they're at a place where they think, oh, maybe God is not able. Maybe God is not, you know, he's, he's not able to perform this in my life. Faith gets activated. Sorry, the word gets activated when it is fueled with faith. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed through the word of God. Let there be light, and there was light. The word was spoken in faith, and faith now performs that's why confession and faith go together. For if a man believes in his heart unto righteousness, confession is made unto salvation. It's Romans 10.10 10. For with a, man, with a heart man believes unto righteousness. How did we get saved? We got saved because we believe. And you believe, your believing is incomplete if it is not followed by confession. That's why when you read the word, or when you study the word, there is an element of confession. Prayer, the worship. When you're singing a song, you're confessing, God, you are the Lord. You know, you're declaring that there is, there is power in the name of Jesus. You're declaring it. The word gets activated when it is fueled with faith. According to the power that is at work within your life. The power is, it is one thing to have the word, it is one thing to know the word, and that word gets activated with faith. That's why Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by faith. Hearing. Faith only comes, it only grows by hearing. That's why when you testify, you're glorifying God. And you're encouraging somebody to continue to trust God. Because as we listen to a testimony, as we listen to a word, as we listen to a sermon, as we listen to a song, faith is released. Go back to Hebrews 11:6. 6. By faith we understand the worlds, were, the worlds were framed by the word of God. When God spoke, faith, God knew. I mean, when he looked at the fig tree, he cursed the fig tree. He did not come back to dig the roots to see if they're drawing up. Right? Because he knew what he spoke will come to existence. So the power of faith has to be partnered with the word of god that's why it says in um, john 1 14 it says uh, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us the word becomes flesh what does it mean the word is now taken on the manifestation in the form of jesus christ because if you read the beginning it says in the in the, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the word is fueled by faith. When faith is linked with the word, the power is released. All right? That's why he said to the disciples, all authority is given to me, I now give it to you. It's almost like, you know, you're making some ordinary folks, you know, giving supernatural power. But these unlearned people understood that the, the authority can be only released, or the power can be released when they step in faith. And believe in it So the ability of God Is released When We link our faith In his, his, in his word So when you listen to the word when you, when you believe in the word And when you allow the word to, to Partner with faith Power is released Let me read to you something The principle is That God is able The process of experiencing this power or his ability, it's a process. The principle is that God is able. Nothing can change that. All right? Because David, when he writes, if I make my bed in hell, even there your righteous right hand will come and pull me out. But the process is according to the power that works within us. And that power can be increased. That power can get affected when faith is fueled When the word is fueled with faith, and that's why you got to listen to the word. That's why the word always appeals. Then faith comes in. Right? Exceedingly over, above, beyond. To go beyond a place, time, or cause. Look at verse 22 of Ephesians 21. To him be the glory in the church by Christ, Jesus to all generations. All right? Now, the third one is, it's the principle, it's the process, and the promise. And the promise is that it brings glory to His name. Amen? I had four points that I put in here, but I don't have time to run through it. Okay, you can go back and look at the, you know, some of the things that God promised that He's able to do in your life. One, He's able to protect you. He's able to bless you. He's able to heal you. He's able to provide for you. Amen. But why don't we see the provision? Because we need to partner with Him. And when we partner with the Holy Spirit, you would see the manifestation come according to the power that is at work with us. And that power can be increased. That power can grow and start to manifest in our lives. Let's look at uh, Hebrews 11 and let's look at verse 1. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. What are you hoping for? The ability of God. We are hoping for the manifestation of His ability. But the evidence of the things not seen. Faith now becomes the key channel because we don't have a problem in trusting the Word. When you read the Word of God, you have no problem trusting in it. You don't have a problem... You know, reading the history you know, of, how, of all the miracles that God did, all the plagues that He bro- brought upon the Egyptians, we have no problem with that. And when you read Revelation, it talks about all the future promises, the prophetic of what's going to happen in the future. We have no problem with that. But now it says when faith is a substance, faith now becomes the link between your word because to, be- to have the word is not a challenge. But to have faith in the word, it requires dedication. It requires prayer. It requires commitment. It requires the, the 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 declaration, the speaking, the the confession. I mean, Romans eight, the, sorry, Romans ten, verse eight is an amazing thing. It says, it says. But what do we say? The word is near you. It's not far. The word is near you in your mouth. It's here. Right? <clears throat> that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess that Jesus is Lord, was next verse, and believe in your heart. And that God raised him up You will be saved Verse 10 For with the heart One believes Now the word Which is as information When it is translated Into your heart Alright Once it becomes Like Job Who cursed himself At faith When the Lord took it away He told his wife The Lord gave The Lord took it away It's fine But at a later point of time His friends come, starts making him feel guilty. Now he begins to lose it and he now questions. And now he comes to a point. It's like this journey is going up and down. And the reason why we read these stories is to help us understand that the only limiting factor in our life is our own ability to trust in him. According to the power that is at work within you. What is the power that is at work within you? today right now it says for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and confession is made unto salvation through your mouth you confess you declare one of the ways to activate the power of God is to declare the word speak the word confess the word that's why you got to have moments when you're in your prayer when you're declaring the word of God you speak the scriptures over yourself you confess the scriptures over yourself, and as you confess, you would see faith arise because faith only comes by hearing. It doesn't mean that you have to hear somebody else. Even when you only, when you declare yourself, all right, when you take a scripture and when you begin to declare that, you say, I believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly according to the power that is at work within me. And I'm trusting God that in this word I'm going to trust and I'm going to put my faith in this. You know what? You're listening to yourself, and as you listen, faith arises in your heart. Amen. According to the power that is at work. with. We don't have a problem trusting in the ability of God. But the only challenge why we don't experience his ability is because sometimes we do not have enough faith. It's almost like this man, Lord, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but right now, today, at this point of time, I'm not able to trust you. I'm not able to believe you, Lord. And then as you declare, as you listen, faith rises in your heart. Amen. Let's read read that scripture for the last time. Can I have the team up please? Uh, Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. This morning I want you to go back knowing in your heart a deep sense of assurance. God is able. God is able. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what you're facing. Maybe we don't have all the answers. Maybe you can't explain. But I want to tell you he's able. Is anything too hard for the Lord? For with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. I mean, when Sarah laughed, God had to prove himself. and say, Hey, listen, nothing is impossible to me. When Mary said, How can this be possible? For with God, all things are possible. Amen. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Let's just pray. Just close your eyes. Just think about that scripture. According to the power that works within us. According to the faith that's at work in our lives. Father, we thank you, God, for your word today, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray, would you challenge us? Father, let faith arise in our hearts, Lord. Today, We thank you, God, that God, you are able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can think or even imagine, Lord. According to the power. God, we pray, give us the strength, Lord. Give us experiences, Father. Maybe we have to look back into our own lives, Lord, to see those moments when you came through, when we saw your ability, Lord, displayed in our lives. And so, God, we pray, help us, Lord. Help us in our unbelief, Lord, today. Let the power of God be released through faith in our lives. We thank you, God, for your word today. I want to give an opportunity to anybody who's never made a commitment to follow Jesus. Maybe you're visiting with us for the first time, or you've been coming to church for some time. Is there anybody who says, "I want to give my life to Jesus"? I want to pray with you. If you're one of those, just quickly put your hand up. I want to pray with you. Anybody who says, "I want to give my life to Jesus today"? Father, we thank you, God, for your word today, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray, would you breathe a fresh breath of life upon this word. That faith will, in Lord, arise in our hearts. And, God, that we will continue to trust in a God who is able. When we are clouded with unbelief, Lord. Lord, help us to shift our focus onto you, unto your ability. Because nothing is too hard. For, for unto him who is able. And we thank you, God, that there is absolutely nothing that is impossible to you, God. We thank you, God. Let our faith arise, Father. Through the preaching of the word, through the listening of this word, Father, let our faith arise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Come on, let's all give him praise one more time.